Hello and welcome to the Raider Power Podcast. I'm Ryan and with me as always is my man Moss. How you doing today, partner? Well, how do you doing, Ryan? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing great, man. And little do you know it, the Raider Power Podcast has an announcement to make. Chris, you're, you do the honors. I am. No. <laughs> we are in the Sweet 16, baby. Hell yeah, second year in a row. Let's the go. Red Raiders look great. They look like one of the best teams in the tournament, and we're going to the Sweet 16. Yes, sir. Even though we're not getting credit as one of the best teams in the tournament, we are. Yeah, I mean. Andy Katz. Fuck it. SMD, bro. I, I hate yeah. that guy. Yeah, exactly, bro. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but let's fucking hop into it. I mean, what a great start to the tournament. Two unreal wins. I guess we should start with the first one. Tech against Northern Kentucky. Uh huh. Northern mean, Kentucky can shoot the three, Ryan. They're a big three shooting team. Wrong. Yeah, and you know what? Texas Tech is the best three point defending team, folks. Right. I mean, I mean, Jared Culver with just a masterful game. Fucking twenty nine points, shooting over sixty percent. Fucking eight rebounds, seven assists. Fucking the kid does it all. Uh, and like, yeah, the first half we're only up four, but you know, just getting our sea legs under us, we end up winning by a cool 15, a nice cover. Yeah. That game actually was more, uh, interesting than the Buffalo game, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I had a little, I had a little sweat going in the first half, to be honest, in that Northern Kentucky game. Yeah. The first half wasn't an easy one, but the second half, it was just like, as soon as the second half started, I was like, okay, nope, this is fine. We're yeah, good. Yeah. That was the, that was the Texas tech we were used to seeing. And speaking of Buffalo, that entire game was the Texas Tech we're used to seeing. Mm-hmm. The funniest part of that whole game, like from the end of the first half into the beginning of the second half, there's 10 minutes of gameplay that Buffalo did not get a field goal because of how good the fucking defense was. And the announcer, because like it stretched through halftime, goes, you, you won't believe this, but Buffalo hasn't had a field goal in a real time of over an hour. <laughs> <laughs> What an absolute chirp. Uh, let's talk about that Northern Kentucky game a little bit more. Jared Culver, MVP, uh, already. He played well. Uh, Ten points. He uh, he was 0 for 4 from 3, though. Uh, yeah, yeah. Matt Mooney, 9 points. Tariq Owens, 12 points. He was 100% from 2. Uh, I know. He attempted a 3. Uh, Norrent, Zodiase, uh, one of his uh, just not, not very high-key games, 4 points. Um, I mean, but we did shut down their star that everyone was talking about, which was, uh, it was Drew McDonald. Yeah. Five points for him. Yeah. Five points for him. Uh, yeah, we shut down, we shut down stars. That's what we do. Yeah, baby. Yeah. That game. I mean, it was, it wasn't that honestly, you know what? We rolled them. Um, it was just, it was just, our defense was just so much better than their offense. And then we had a, we had an okay showing from, uh, the offensive side of the ball. I mean, classic tech only allowed 57 points. Like, that's just, that's how you win games. Yeah, and everyone was, you know, talking about how good their three-point shooting was and that they could put up numbers on us. Uh, nope. Yeah, yeah, five for 22 from the three. Not exactly a great shooting night. Let's talk about uh, the Buffalo game real quick. Uh, Hell so yeah. Many people, so many people had Buffalo upsetting tech, including Andy Katz, who is, like, Mar- the March Madness guru. Other than uh, whoever the other guy is. I forgot his name. But he had Buffalo upsetting Texas Tech, and so did a lot of people. Um, they were talking about how great the Buffalo offense was. Uh, C.J. Massenberg, their star player, we shut him down. He was 3 from 8 from 3. 
one from four for two with 14 points. Um, do you want to talk about that game yeah. a little bit? Yeah, I mean, their other other good player, Nick Perkins, like he comes off, he came off the bench, but he is one of their best players. Played 33 minutes. He had a pretty good game against us, you know, six for nine from the two, one of two from the three, only 17 points. So like, he really was the best player for them, but didn't really make a difference at all. And like I said, it was the defense. Yeah, 25 points in the first half, like that's outrageous. And then only fucking 33 in the second half. Another game only let up 58, while the offense seemed to be cruising. Like during that that 10 minute of game stretch where Buffalo didn't get a field goal. I felt like we got a field goal on every other side of the, of the court. And that's why you win fucking 78 to 58. It, it was, that game was a joke. That what that game was a joke. And I was a little nervous, honestly, going into that game. Um, I was trying to look up like Buffalo's past games, but we just pulled them totally out of rhythm. Uh, even the Buffalo players before the games were saying that, you know, their defense is good, but we think that our offense is better. Uh, yeah, wrong. Like, I'm starting to see a, that our defense is better than it's just it's better than these top rated offenses. And, you know, going into this next game, I keep hearing people talking about how Texas Tech's defense is a system versus how Michigan has athletes. We're going to find out. I mean, we're obviously athletes as well. The Texas Tech defense only let up over 70 points three times all year, held Duke to like 72. I mean, they're outrageously good. And I want to give a shout-out to the captain, Chris, the mm. big man down low, Norens Odiasi, MVP of the game, 14 points and fucking 15 rebounds. He had a double-double. His, uh, <laughs> his, his first double-double since his freshman year of college. And he was a force to be reckoned with in the paint. Yes, sir. And that, I think, honestly, that's that's where our biggest advantage was was in that game, was that Buffalo was small. And I think we talked about that on the last episode. Um Michigan they got the wings, is, though. They, I mean, they had they got six ten, six seven, and six eight player playing minutes. Yeah, I mean, but uh, he just dominated. We dominated the boards. Uh, That's true. I guess we just out rebounded them again. I mean, our defense is just much better than what they were saying a top ranked offense was. It, honestly, they say Texas Tech's defense is a system, but that offense is also a system, like a system offense. You know, that they're not. They don't have all the. You know, star athletes playing offense. They just go really fast and yeah, pop they just try to, yeah, they just try to get ahead with you with pace. And when you're shutting down the shooters and they can't get outside shots, and when you're getting back on defense, then trying to play a pace game just isn't going to work. Nah, and honestly, I was a little scared because we haven't seen a team like that. Um, and I think that I think that kind of wraps up that game. Um, looking forward, we've got Michigan tomorrow, um, nine thirty Eastern time. In Anaheim, yeah. California. Yeah, the late uh, game. Yeah, we're uh, we're playing Michigan. Michigan is touting the number two defense. Um, and who are they behind? Uh, I think that's us. Uh, they well, say that they, they they yeah they say that they have a much better offense than Texas Tech, and I disagree. Honestly, I uh, I've I've watched both of their games. I've I've actually been watching a lot of Michigan basketball. Um, yeah, I just don't see it. I really just don't uh, see how – why are they so much better than us? I'll, I'll give them this. Their offense does not turn the ball over. No, they do not. And in, and in college, that makes a huge difference. Uh, they're the number three team in the country as far as turnover percentage goes on offense. But we're the number 10 team in the country causing turnovers. I know. It, this game. This game is going to be – this game is literally going to be who has more possessions of the basketball. Yeah, I mean, 
it's just going to be very rare to have a scoring possession, I feel. Yeah, it's going to be a grind. It's going to be one of the biggest grind games of the entire tournament, I think, when you look at any two teams playing each other. I think it's going to be a massive test. This Michigan team definitely is legit, but they're two teams that are built pretty similarly. I mean, if you look at the rosters, size-wise, they're pretty similar. If you look at, I mean, they definitely have some size. Very similar. Yeah, everything about these two teams, they're, they're pretty much carbon copies. They can both shoot the three. Uh, we're a better three-point shooting team for sure, but both of us defend the three really well. Uh, but it's gonna be, it's gonna be a grind. One one main factor that we haven't talked about yet is Michigan does not have a superstar, and not not the talent. You know, uh, Jared Culver here, but Jared Culver is a superstar. Jared Culver is a top ten pick. Michigan doesn't have that. Yeah, you know that kid Ignas. He's been he's been a surprise this year. He's talking for how about the freshman, the freshman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, he's, he's like good. Yeah, he, he's been a surprise this year for sure. I mean, he's a guy that hadn't played basketball all too much, and like then picked it up a few years ago, and now he's like the best offensive player in their team. But I mean, like you said, it's not really a superstar. And oh, damn, this game, I'm excited for it, man. I'm really excited. What? All right, so. What do you think Tech needs to do to win this game? Control. And don't say, and don't say score more points. No, no, no. Uh, I think the key is controlling possessions, like not turning the ball over and causing some turnovers. It's going to be all about controlling, you know, pace of play and ball control. Because like you said, it's going to be all about who gets more, not just offensive possessions, but good offensive possessions. Who has more legitimate scoring chances? Because both the defenses can play out of their minds. But if we can get just a little bit ahead of them, we can get some points, you know, by controlling the pace of the game. I think that's how you win. Mm. Uh, Same question for me. Um, This game, you know, I talked about having a superstar. Uh, This game, I think, is going to come down to Moretti. I think think Moretti, Mooney, I I feel like they're going to be able to guard Mooney very well um, just because I've seen other teams do it. For some reason, Mooney kind of gets blocked when he's going up, you know, for a layup or some easy shot off the backboard. Uh, he seems to do that a lot, and uh, seems like teams have been all over that when they're not focused on Jarrett. I think that Moretti is going to need to have a game like he did against TCU or Oklahoma State. I think he needs to be. I think he needs to be above fifty percent from three. Um, you know, I think, I think Brandon I, Francis is also going to have to, you know, have at least ten points in this game, and I think same, what I think, I think what it's you're just all the at. role players. All the role players are going to have to have a huge game. And on top of that, like the tech role players tend to be three point shooters. Like some of them are very good three point shooters. So you were kind of pointing at that. I think we need to be shooting the ball good from deep because, like I said, Michigan can't really shoot the three. If we can shoot the three well. You know, that's an extra point every fucking time you score. <laughs> like it, it, It's obvious, but it's very true. So I think that if we can shoot the three well and get those guys like Moretti and Francis involved, I mean, you know, you and me both have a love-hate relationship with Brandone. When he's Brandon. hitting big shots, he's like the most fun player to watch. But when he's just chucking, because, you know, he's going to shoot whether or not he's hot. We mm-hmm. just need him to be hitting. I mean, they're all three-point shooters. Kyler Edwards, Brandon Francis, Mooney's a three-point shooter as well. I mean, Corfu um, can shoot him too. Corfu, Corfu yeah. can, and Moretti is nasty. Um, yeah, we're gonna have to be hot from three. 
The other thing is, I think we're going to have to make... God, I it, I don't want to say it, but I think it might come down to foul shots. I, this the, this game is going to be so close. Every point's going to matter. So, you know, I've seen Tech off from the stripe when it didn't matter. And I've seen them, you know, where they don't miss when it does matter. So, Like when Moretti just comes down the court, he gets fouled, he fucking hits every one. We, you're right. When you hit the free ones, you can't win if you don't hit the free ones. These yeah, are exactly. These seem like obvious things to say, but I mean... Three pointers and free throws are probably going to win this game. Yeah, that's that's going to win this game. Uh, God, I don't even want to put a score prediction on it because it's going to be so close. Um, or it might be a blowout. Honestly, I don't know. I'm going to predict Tech wins seventy to fifty-eight. I love it. I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to say we're going to score a little bit less than that. I love saying that they're going to score fifty-eight. I think I'm going to say they're going to score fifty-nine. You know, Northern Kentucky had fifty-seven. Buffalo 58, Michigan gets 59, Tech 67, 67-59. I mean, Michigan's offense is not as good as Buffalo's. If we play defense like we did, then they could be in the 40s. Yeah, I, I just think a big key is going to be ah. having a having that four-point lead right there at the end of the game and having it turn into that free throw battle where they foul us and they try to go down the court. If we're hitting those free throws— like I said, they're not a three-point shooting team. They're not going to be able to do what fucking Oklahoma State did with Mm-mm. fucking Lindy Waters, that fuck. Uh, <laughs> I love you, Lindy yeah, Waters. Yeah, I know. Awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm awesome a huge, that. huge fan, but, like, whatever. <laughs> um, but, like, if we can get that lead going into the final minutes and have it turn into the free throws, get Moretti the ball, he's going to hit the clutch ones. We know that. They're not going to be able to hit the threes to come back in those last few minutes. So as long as we have a little bit of a lead going into the last minute or two, it's going to be game over. You know, you know what factor we they don't talk about and they don't track on Ken Palm is grit, and this is a gritty, gritty team. I mean, Blue Buffalo collar, even baby. said Buffalo even said they out toughed us. Honestly, all the wins that we have, the other team says they out toughed us. We can out tough Michigan. Absolutely, fucking Odiasi, Tariq Owens, Matt Mooney. Those three guys are full grit, and that's not even talking about the star player Jared Culver. And Brandon. Brandon's got I mean, a lot of grit to him. Brandon's too. got some toughness to him. That's we also dangerous. take the, like the most charges in college basketball. I think we can shut down. We can shut down the Michigan offense. Um, it's just you know, is our offense going to play well enough to to beat this Michigan defense? And it's just it's going to come down to shot makers, like we talked about. Um, all right. Uh, any any other general tournament talk? Uh, yeah. Do you want to talk about Gonzaga? Yeah, I mean, the Zags are playing against Florida State, which that's going to be a fucking close game, too. That's going to be a I close mean, game. Gonzaga, they're they're great. I mean, Rui Hachimura, kid's unreal. But Florida State's been playing unreal since the ACC tournament. I wouldn't be that surprised if they upset them in the winner of this Tech-Michigan game. <coughs> Tech, uh, <laughs> we'll be seeing them in the Elite Eight. I literally am, cannot really pick any games. Uh, my bracket is so destroyed. Um, but, I got thirteen yeah. of the sixteen. Do you do you see any upsets happening in this round? I could honestly see Oregon upsetting. Um, they've been playing extremely well, but I was thinking kind of chalk in the East region. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah. My my, my I mean, bracket's I could so see, destroyed. Like, so you probably shouldn't follow like, me on these, except for Tech. I've had Tech winning the entire thing. About, so. If you're talking about upsets, I mean, there's so many. It's almost so chalky going into it. I mean, you got three versus two, three versus two, three versus two, one v four, one v four, fucking three v two, and then there's a one v twelve and the one v five. That's the only things that are like not chalk. 
I could yeah. see. I mean, UNC has been incredible, but this Auburn team for the past month has played out of their minds, beating Tennessee twice handily, beating like last game to fucking dusting. I could see Auburn beating UNC. You see, I I see, I could see that coming down to like a buzzer beater shot. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. That one I could see being something. Duke Virginia Tech. I mean, Virginia Tech beat them earlier in the year, and Duke almost lost to UCF. That could be one. Oh Otherwise, my god! With everyone talking about there's a system to beat Duke now. No, no, there's not. The system oh, is half a, taco, half taco fall. That's literally the system. I'm not saying half, half a tree. I'm, I'm saying Virginia Tech's already done it. They they've done it without Zion. And yeah. UCF would have done it as well without Zion or the refs. Yeah, I mean, they, and, you know what? I, I am so still so UCF, hot about UCF that game, dude. I don't know how UCF didn't win the alley oop th- fucking thing, and then no, down the line. No, there was there was some. It's honestly like the refs wanted Duke to win that game. Did you watch? They did you they watch the free throw block the box out on the free? Yeah, throw? yeah. Oh no, the box out was ridiculous. But I mean. Gonzaga, I mean, fucking UCF still should have won. I don't know how that ball didn't roll in, especially on the tip-in. How did that not go in? That shouldn't have even been a thing. The guy literally, R.J. Barrett, inheld the UCF player. I know, and, like, the refs have been so strict on calls the entire, like, season about this. They didn't even review it. Yeah, when it comes to, you just know that's not going to be called in that moment, though. You just know it. It was blatant. Well, no, they only can I'm review. Talking about the, I'm talking about the situation. Duke, all that. They're just not going to do it. But it's the last two minutes. When would they do it? I'm just That's saying, the only chance they can do it. I know, but I'm saying in that exact moment, when Duke can get this put back to take the lead, they're never going to call that. It's Duke. They, I, it's just such a – it's so stupid. I was so mad. I'm also, Taco kinda... doesn't foul out there. He's clearly getting I know, a foul. dude. And Zion had a charge right before that foul. I know. Was... I know. Oh, my God. But the thing that's even more heartbreaking is that they still should have won. How did that not go in? Yeah, yeah, they should have won. That just they, hung on the rim, dude. It's fucking they, they right hung, there. They hung on the rim. The alley-oop in the moment. They could have just pulled the ball back. Oh, just lay it in. Just lay it in. <laughs> they could have just... Ball. You're 7'6". Just give it to him. He'll, he'll toss it in. He'll toss it in the hoop. I will say I was extremely impressed with Taco Fall. I love the I, guy. Awesome. I thought... I thought I thought he might like. I thought he was much worse than he was during the game. He was mobile. Yeah, um, well, watched a good amount. The thing that's crazy for me is like he's got that seven foot six frame, and normally when you see a college kid at that height or even above like seven one, they're normally so skin and bones, and they can't like control their body. Taco's pretty built for someone his size. I mean, he weighs three hundred ten pounds. Yeah, he's yeah. a big guy. He is. I mean, yeah, clearly he's a big guy. I didn't know Yao yeah. Ming was the same height as him. Yeah, and I feel like you know he moves that? better than Yao Ming, or at least as good. Uh, I don't know. I watched some clips of Yao today. That guy, I also, I, 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 also recency bias. I haven't seen Yao for ten years. Dude, <laughs> Yao Ming honestly was a Dom. nasty, dude, nasty player. I didn't realize how, I didn't realize how amazing Yao Ming was. Also, he shot eighty-five percent from free throw. If Taco Fall made any of his free throws during that game, they UCF would have won. If they had, I'm not saying if they had Yao Ming. I'm saying if they had Yao Ming's free throw percentage rating, they would have won that game. Taco yeah, is Taco terrible. taking free throws is it's so ugly. It's, it hurts the watch. But like, that. if you look at his hands around the ball, it's like, how can he throw it? His hands are covering the whole thing. Yao Ming did it. Yao Ming, eighty-five percent. Yeah, Yao Ming's a Hall of Famer, though. 
Yeah, Taco doesn't even know if he wants to play basketball after this year. He's a computer scientist. He might just end up in a cube coding. <laughs> That's a big old cube. <laughs> All right. I think that might be uh, good for tournament talk. You want to wrap yeah. this up and head back in uh, this weekend after the game? Let's do it. All right. Uh, I'm Ryan. And I'm Chris. This has been the Raider Power Podcast. Guns, Guns up, up, baby. baby.